Today is April the 5th. Just what is the law of the prophet talked about in the New Testament? Let's find out together. Today I'd like you to read Joshua 16 to 18. This is a fairly straightforward passage. It continues the division of the land among the several tribes. Uh, it's pretty straightforward, just a little bit uh, boring, actually. I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about the difference between our version of the Old Testament and the Hebrew Bible version of the Old Testament. Our version of the Old Testament follows the Vulgate, the Latin translation, that starts with five books of the, of the Pentateuch, then it moves into history books, uh, Joshua, Judges, Samuel, Kings, Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. They throw Ruth in there, very short book between uh, Judges and Samuel. Then we have poetical books, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Song of Solomon, and Ecclesiastes, five books. Then we move to the prophets. They're the major prophets. We say there are four, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel, and then 12 minor prophets. The Hebrew Bible is organized differently. It starts with the Torah, same first five books of the Bible, about uh, one-fifth of the entirety of Scripture, um, about a quarter of the Old Testament. After that, we have the Nebi'im, the prophets. Now, the Hebrew Bible divides them into the former prophets and the latter prophets. The former prophets are uh, what we identify as history books. They say there are five of the former prophets, Joshua, Judges, Samuel, Kings, and then Ezra, Nehemiah. Now in the New Testament, um, some six times, uh, uh, authors in the New Testament talk about the Law and the Prophets. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, Jesus says, I did not come to abolish the Law and the Prophets. I didn't come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. When he says the Law and the Prophets, he's talking about the Old Testament. But there is a third division, and that is the Ketubim, the writings that includes the poetry books. It includes books like Ruth, like Esther. It includes Lamentations. It includes Daniel. Uh, Daniel is uh, uh, not considered a prophet, just the way that it's organized. He's part of the writings. Well, in Luke chapter 24, verse 44, there is the reference to the Law of the Prophets and the Psalms. Now, because of that, Hebrews refer to their Bible as an acronym, Torah, Nebiim, Ketubim. They refer to their Bible as the Tanakh. 
I thought it would be interesting for you today to simply hear of the differences in the way our books are organized and the way the Hebrew Bible is organized. No matter what, enjoy today as you read Joshua 16 to 18. Joshua 16 through 18, New Living Translation, Joshua 16. The allotment for the descendants of Joseph extended from the Jordan River near Jericho, east of the springs of Jericho, through the wilderness, and into the hill country of Bethel. From Bethel, that is Luz, it ran over to Ataroth in the territory of the Arcanites. Then it descended westward to the territory of the Japhtalites, as far as lower Beth Haran, then to Gezer and over the Mediterranean Sea. This was the homeland allocated to the families of Joseph's son Manasseh and Ephraim. The following territory was given to the clans of the tribe of Ephraim. The boundary of their homeland began at Atheroth Adar in the east. From there it ran to Upper Beth Horon, from Upper Beth Horon then on to the Mediterranean Sea. From Mcmethith on the north, the boundary curved eastward past Taanath Shiloh to the east of Genoa. From Genoa, it turned southward to Adaroth and Nera, touched the Jericho, and ended at the Jordan River. From Tapua, the boundary extended westward, following the Canoth Ravine to the Mediterranean Sea. This is the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Ephraim. In addition, some towns with their surrounding villages and the territory allocated to the half-tribe of Manasseh were set aside for the tribe of Ephraim. They did not drive the Canaanites out of Gezer, however, so the people of Gezer live as slaves among the people of Ephraim to this day. Joshua 17 The next allotment of land was given to the half-tribe of Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph's older son. Maker, the firstborn son of Manasseh, was the father of Gilead. Because his descendants were experienced soldiers, the regions of Gilead and Bashan on the east side of the Jordan had already been given to them, so the allotment on the west side of the Jordan was for the remaining families within the clans of the tribe of Manasseh, Abizer, Helik, Azrael, Shechem, Hefer, and Shemitah. These clans represented the male descendants of Manasseh son of Joseph. However, Zelophehad, a descendant of Hefer, the son of Gilead, son of Maker, son of Manasseh, had no sons. He only had daughters, whose names were Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Terzah. These women came to Eliezer, the priest, Joshua, son of Nun, and the Israelite leaders said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us a grant of land along with the men of our tribe. So Joshua gave them a grant of land along with their uncles, as the Lord had commanded. As a result, Manasseh's total allocation came to ten parcels of land, in addition to the land of Gilead and Bashan, across the Jordan River. Because the female descendants of Manasseh received a grant of land along with the male descendants, the land of Gilead was given to the rest of the male descendants of Manasseh. The boundary of the tribe of Manasseh extended from the border of Asher to Mechmethith near Shechem. Then the boundary went south from Mechmethith to the settlement near the spring of Tapua. The land of Tapua belonged to Manasseh, the town of Tafua itself, on the border of Manasseh's territory, belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. The boundary of Manasseh followed the Kanaha Ravine to the Mediterranean Sea. Several towns south of the ravine were inside Manasseh's territory, 
but they actually belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. In general, however, the land south of the ravine belonged to Ephraim, and the land north of the ravine belonged to Manasseh. Manasseh's boundary ran along the northern side of the ravine and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. North of Manasseh was a territory of Asher, and the east was a territory of Issachar. The following towns within the territory of Issachar and Asher, however, were given to Manasseh, Bethshan, Iblium, Dor, that is Naphoth Dor, Endor, Taanach, and Megiddo, each with their surrounding settlements. But the descendants of Manasseh were unable to occupy these towns because the Canaanites were determined to stay in that region. Later, however, when the Israelites became strong enough, they forced the Canaanites to work as slaves, but they did not drive them out of the land. The descendants of Joseph came to Joshua. Why have you given us only one portion of land as our homeland when the Lord has blessed us with so many people? Joshua replied, If there are so many of you, and if the hill country of Ephraim is not large enough for you, clear out land for yourselves in the forest where the Perizzites and Reftalites live. The descendants of Joseph responded, It's true that the hill country is not large enough for us, but all the Canaanites in the lower lands have iron chariots, but those in Bethshun and its surrounding settlements, and those in the valley of Jezreel. They are too strong for us. Then Joshua said to the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph, Since you are so large and strong, you will be given more than one portion. The forest of the hill country will be yours as well. Clear as much of the land as you wish, and take possession of its furthest corners, and you will drive out the Canaanites from the valleys too, even though they are strong and have iron chariots. Joshua 18 now that the land was under Israelite control, the entire community of Israel gathered at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle. But there remained seven tribes who had not yet been allotted their grants of land. Then Joshua asked them, How long are you going to wait before taking possession of the remaining land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you? Select three men from each tribe, and I will send them out to explore the land and map it out. They will then return to me with a written report of their proposed divisions of their new homeland. Let them divide the land into seven sections, excluding Judah's territory in the south and Joseph's territory in the north. And when you record the seven divisions of the land and bring them to me, I will cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord our God and assign land to each tribe. The Levites, however, will not receive any allotment of land. Their role as priests of the Lord is their allotment. And the tribes of Gad, Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh won't receive any more land, for they have already received their grant of land, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave them on the east side of the Jordan River. As the men started on their way to map out the land, Joshua commanded them, Go and explore the land and write a description of it. Then return to me, and I will assign the land to the tribes by casting sacred lots here in the presence of the Lord at Shiloh. The men did as they were told and mapped the entire territory into seven sections, listing the towns in each section. They made a written record and then returned to Joshua in the camp at Shiloh. And there at Shiloh, Joshua cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord and determined which tribe should have each section. The first allotment of land went to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. It lay between the territory assigned to the tribes of Judah and Joseph. 
the northern boundary of benjamin's land began at the jordan river went north to the slope of jericho and west through the hill country and the wilderness of beth avon from there the boundary went south to luz that is bethel and proceeded down adaroth Adar on the hill that lies south of lower beth haran the boundary then made a turn and swung south along the western edge of the hill facing beth haran ending at the village of kiriath baal that is kiriath jerim a town belonging to the tribe of judah this was the western boundary the southern boundary began at the outskirts of kiriam jerim from that western point it ran to the springs at the waters of nephtoah and down to the base of the valley of ben hinnom at the northern end of the valley of rephaim from there it went down the valley of hinnom crossing south of the slope where the jebusites lived and continued down to enrogel from enrogel the boundary proceeded in a northerly direction and came to enshemesh and on to galimoth which is across from the slopes of aduma then it went down to the stone of bohan bohan was reuben's son from there it passed along the north side of the slope overlooking the jordan valley the border then went down into the valley ran past the north slope of beth hogla and ended at the north bay of the dead sea which is the southern end of the jordan river this was a southern boundary the eastern boundary was the jordan river these were the boundaries of the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of benjamin these were the towns given to the clans of the tribe of benjamin jericho beth hogla emek kizis beth araba zimaraim bethel avim para ophra kefer ammoni ophni and giba twelve towns with their surrounding villages also gibeon ramah beeroth mizpah kephira moza Rechem, irpil terala zila helpha the jebut's town that is jerusalem gibeah and kiriath jerim fourteen towns with their surrounding villages this was the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of benjamin like follow and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to it email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com tomorrow we'll find out where Joshua went after the conquest.